Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Praise the Lores podcast. And welcome to the program, people. We are on the best albums of 2021. We made it. We made it to the end of the year, and we get to know my best albums of the year. And we're going to kick it off right away. Starting off at number 30, we got Zarface and MF Doom. Now, if you don't know who Zarface is, it is a group of Wu-Tang Clan and Inspector Deck, and then a Boston group of 7L and Esoteric, and they've been at it for a little almost 10 years now. Uh, and then they came out with a album here, the second one with legendary rapper MF Doom, who passed away last year, unfortunately, uh, and one of the best underground rappers of all time. They came out with an album called Super What. It's short. It's about 26 minutes or so, maybe a little longer than that. But it's uh, pretty solid, like boom bap listen, good um, good production, good lyrics. You know, what little doom you have on there just because of him passing away and stuff. But I thought it was a pretty good uh, listen. Pretty good short listen, and uh, if you know you're a fan of Zarface and MF Doom, you know you're, you're going to give it a listen. So coming in number thirty, Zarface and MF Doom, Super What. Coming in number twenty nine is the Migos with Culture Three. Now this had a lot of bops on it. Uh, pretty decent features. Polo G had a pretty good feature on there. Drake's feature was a little too long, but then again, I don't think Drake had the best year. Uh, but pretty solid album, better than Culture Two for sure. Doesn't top culture one, but culture three was pretty good. Uh, coming in at number 29, Migos with culture three. And then coming in at number 28 is Young Thug with Punk. Now, Thug starts off the album pretty, you know, heartfelt with a kind of like a little guitar driven track and everything like that. But it was very, and then just lyrically talking about like his brother and just a lot of personal issues, it seems. And it was a very touching track the feature and then again the features on this album pretty good he also had a um uh the last feature according to him in an interview with mac miller the day before he died and the song that he came out with day before made the album and it's been leaked a couple times but this made the album and other than that song you know there's a lot of good highlights on this one uh coming in number 28 young thugs punk coming in at number 27 is a rock band uh, that I was introduced to a couple of, uh, like about a month ago, uh, I'd say bad flower with, uh, this is how the world ends pretty good. A lot of good songs, a lot of good, uh, topical songs like lyrically and stuff. And for rock music right now, how it's kind of been, it was a pretty good album. So bad flower coming in at number 27 with this is how the world ends and coming in at number 26 is uh folk singer, Lucy Dacus with home video. Very smooth, very moving album, talking like a lot of personal stories, family stuff. Very good instrumentals, very good messaging. Uh, Just a smooth kind of alternative folky type album, and uh, I I really enjoyed it. You know, I've been trying to expand my palette a little bit musically, and I'm glad I found this one. Uh, Coming in number 26, uh, Lucy Dawkins with a home video now coming at number 25 is new shady records signee grip with i died for this and it's so refreshing to kind of hear you know still lyrical type of rap like this you know eminem doesn't sign a lot of people that are not you know quote-unquote lyrical uh so this was no uh change at all 
really good, really good rapping, really good bars, song structures. So coming in number 25, Grip with I Died For This. And number 24, we got Tinashe with 333. Very solid R&B album. I've loved Tinashe for the last couple of years. I met her back in 2014. She was very sweet, very put on a very good show, very talented, very beautiful. And this one, she left her uh, record label a couple of years ago. She's been independent for the last couple of years. And artistically, she's been very better, I think. She's been a lot better being independent. And this album was no different. Very smooth R&B album with a lot of uh, slower tracks and a lot of higher tracks, you know. But really good. 24 coming in to Nashe with 333. Then coming in at 23 is legendary producer Mad Lib with uh, an instrumental album called Sound Ancestors. And if you kind of just like smooth instrumental music, just to kind of relax to and just enjoy, because there's a lot of instrumental music that you really enjoy. And this is one of them. Mad Lib never disappoints, in my opinion. He's one of the top five producers of all time. And he comes in here, number 23, with Sound Sound Ancestors. So please give that a listen. Coming in at number 22 is Rick Ross with Richer Than I've Ever Been. Again, when you get a Rick Ross album, you get a lot of drug talk, a lot of smooth cinematic production. And again, no, no different on this one. The first single, Little Havana, was a really good single. The song he's got with Benny the Butcher on here is really good. Really just, you know, a typical Rick Ross album, but it still hits. It's pretty good. So coming in at number 22, Rick Ross, richer than I've ever been. And coming in at number 21 is Lord with Solar Power. Now, a lot of people didn't like this album, but I really did. Lord is a very underrated singer. Uh, just a lot of good, um, just laid back jams on this, in my opinion. Very... Her her voice is very good on this. Just I thought it was good. I mean, you know, people wanted to say that it doesn't compare to her other albums, but you know what? I liked it, and I thought it was a pretty good, solid record. So I I recommend it if you just kind of like you know, good um you know laid back pop music, and that's what it is to me. It was a really solid album. So Lord coming in number twenty one with Solar Power. Now we reach the top 20, and this is good. Uh, My top 20 best albums of the year. Coming to number 20 is Peter Rosenberg, who is a High 97 hip-hop radio host and also a radio host on one of my favorite sports radio shows, The Michael K Show. And he comes in with his album Real Late, and it's a throwback to a lot of 90s-era New York hip-hop, East Coast hip-hop. He got... Ghostface, he got Method Man, he got Raekwon on this. You got a lot of underground type rappers and just all it's like a DJ Khaled type album because he's he didn't really produce it. He's just kind of, you know, um supporting it and you know, putting it out there, just kinda like a DJ Khaled album. But the difference is this is better than a DJ Khaled album. It actually shows off the old boom bap and it was it was just perfect. Really great record. One of my favorites of the year, clearly. And it just shows that that kind of hip-hop is still alive, and I'm thankful for that. So coming in at number 20, Peter Rosenberg's Real Late. And coming in at number 19 is British rapper Slow Tie with Tyron. Had a lot of good songs on this. Songs called Maza, uh, Cancel with Skepta was really good. Terms is one of my favorite songs of the year. Didn't make my top 15, 
but it's a really good song. It has Dominic Fike and Denzel Curry on it. Really good chorus on that one. And just a lot of these songs are really good. They're definitely different from his last album. His last album was very politically charged. This one, a little more personally charged, a little more different, but still a very solid listen. Coming in at number 19, Slow Ties, Tyron. Coming in at number 18 is Boldy James and the Alchemist with Bo Jackson. This was a solid. Boldy James I got introduced to last year, and uh, I put two of his albums in my honorable mentions because they were both very good that he released last year. The Price of Tea in China, and um, I can't can't remember the one on the top of my head, but he had really two good albums last year, and then he comes through this year with Bo Jackson with The Alchemist. Alchemist is another, I wouldn't say top five for me, but top ten. Very good. He's worked with everybody. He's Eminem's DJ. He's just worked with everybody. Solid, grimy production. Really good lyrics coming from Boldy James, who's a very underrated MC. And it just it flows good. Really good features on it again. You got Earl Sweatshirt, Rock Marciano. Really good album. And uh, I highly recommend it for the hip-hop heads if you haven't heard it. Uh, Boldy James and the Alchemist coming in at number 18 with Bo Jackson. Number 17 comes Baby Keem with the Melodic Blue. Now, I enjoyed this album for a couple of different reasons. A lot of the reasons were Kendrick Lamar was finally back into like the music world and I didn't have to go back to the old stuff. So hearing Kendrick on some newer songs was great. Family Ties was awesome. Range Brothers was funny with the Top of the Morning meme. and uh, But Baby Keem himself had a lot of good songs and a lot of good performances on this. Uh, like Scars is a really good song. Trademark USA was a good song. Um, Durac Activity with Travis Scott was pretty good. Uh, honestly, a solid album all around. The Melodic Blue coming in at number 17, Baby Keem. And number 16 is uh, Juice World with Fighting Demons. Now, this one wasn't as good as his last one, like Legends Never Die. That one was really good. That was obviously more, I guess, more prepared. But this one, to me, was still good. It, it definitely wasn't, like, f- maybe a couple of filler tracks, but... The messaging was good in terms of mental health and stuff because that's what Juice World was about, and I'm for that. I'm for artists talking more mental health and you know just the struggles of like everyday things that it really causes. It's just so like I kind of like that his team put this out, especially with the HBO Max documentary to go with it. But you know, not a, some filler tracks, but you could tell that these were recorded and they had good conceptual uh, conceptual themes and it would to me it was just another good solid juice world record not quite like his other ones obviously but had a lot of good uh moving tracks and yeah i just thought it had to be in my list so juice world uh, fighting demons coming in at number 16 now number 15 is griselda's kind of the machine with la Machina. la Machina. i'm probably saying it wrong but whatever another solid griselda record conway Always on point with the bars, with the lyrics. Really good production, good features. The best Griselda record to me, in my opinion, this year. Had a really good song with Jid and Ludacris. Hearing Ludacris back rapping, and rapping pretty good was solid. So, shout out to Conway for getting that, but a lot of good songs on this. Another solid Griselda record. Coming in number 15, Conway the Machine with La Machina. And if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. Now, coming in at number 14 is TDE's Isaiah Rashad with The House is Burning. 
Say Rashad is one of the more underrated people on that label. Obviously, you know, you got your Absols, your Kendricks, your Schoolboy Qs, your J-Rocks. But Isaiah Rashad holds his own, and this project was really good. Had a lot of good singles coming into it. Really flowed very well to me. Really good song, a little oozy. Like, you don't think they would mesh, but they meshed, and it worked. Um, Very good album cover, too, if you haven't seen it. Um, But very solid hip-hop record. Isaiah Rashad, number 14, The House is Burning. Now, number 13 comes British rapper Little Sims, who I got introduced to at the beginning of the year based on a lot of my YouTube searches and seeing a lot of people that I look up to on there talking about it. And uh, really, really good. Like, British rap is so underrated. If you have never given a listen to a lot of British rap, it's really good. And she's no different. She she could be at the top the way that she's going. Just, like, all the themes on this and just the rapping. Very solid. No bumps in the road on this at all. She's very talented. Sometimes I might be introvert is the album. And, you know, coming from someone who can be introverted extroverted whatever i'm a little bit of both so here in this it was to me it was solid a very good she's a very good rapper and i look forward to what she could you know do in the later future uh coming in number 13 little sims sometimes i might be introvert now we're at number 12 and this this might be a little controversial but i thought this album was so good and for a lot of reasons, and that's Russ's Chomp 2. Last year, Russ released a short little EP called Chomp, which I really enjoyed too. The production, awesome. The The themes of the song, awesome. And the features, top notch. And this one was no different. The features, top freaking notch. He got a lot of people on this. And all of the features just came through. And Russ came through too. He, you know, it's always the fuck Russ movement. I don't kind of get it. I mean, maybe past releases, maybe. But, like, just the last two years, I think he's put it together in terms of, like, really good hip-hop music and just kind of knowing. Like, I I know I'm, you know, feature culture has kind of made things a little worse. But this album just had, like, if you have good features, it's different. And this was no different like everything was just put together perfectly on this and uh, one of my favorite hip-hop records of the year coming in with number 12 russ's chomp 2 now we're at number 11 and this was vince staples album vince staples self-titled uh very smooth short record but vince staples is so good very underrated um i I remember i was i kind of Threw him to the side for a couple of years when I, I heard a lot of people talking about him. And then in the last two years or so, I, I got into his catalog, and it's a very good catalog. And this one was no different. Vince Staples, self-titled. Very, um, Law of Averages was the first single, I believe, and that was good. Um, yeah, just, and then the opening track was pretty good. You know, he just, he sets the theme. Yeah, Are You With That? Really good song. Sun downtown. Two, there were two little snippets. So basically, it's eight tracks of good kind of, uh, hip hop. You know, yeah, it, it's hip hop, but more like kind of 
um, layered down a little more, I'd say. But nonetheless, Vince Staples very talented. You got to give him a listen. Coming in with his self-titled album, <clears throat> we have reached the top ten, people. Yes, the top ten best albums of 2021, in my opinion. <clears throat> and we are going to be coming in here with number 10, and that is Miss Adele with 30. What can you say about Adele other than wonderful singer? Shout out to her with the weight loss. That's so inspiring. Good for her. Uh, she's killing it. This album was, again, a typical Adele album with just your beautiful singing, good, nice piano ballads, stuff like that. But, again, lyrically perfect, talking about, you know, raising her son uh, as a single woman now since her divorce. Uh, just the singing on point, Easy On Me, one of the best songs of the year. Uh, it's just your typical Adele record. She sounded hungrier, I guess, and much better. Then, you know, and um, obviously Easy On Me is going to get killed eventually because that's what the pop radios like to do. They like to kill Adele songs, but the talent is there. There's no doubt about it. The songwriting on this was great coming from a personal place. So shout out to Adele coming in at number 10 with 30. Coming in at number 9 is singer St. Vincent, who I've heard of for years. <clears throat> I heard of her projects, and they were good. They were good, but Daddy's Home uh, was really... I, I, I guess I kind of liked the whole theme that she was going for with the 70s New York, because that's when I think New York was truly at its peak peak. And, you know, then she's talking about her dad being released from jail, but the singing is good. Just, it was on all around pretty good. But I guess you say pop album. You're not really going to hear a lot of this on the radio, but it's... St. Vincent's is so talented. She's so good. And Daddy's Home was no different again. Very great album from front to back. Like, just one of my favorite pop albums. Or just, how about just one of my favorite albums of the year? I'm not going to, I'm not going to categorize it. It's just really good music. Coming in at number nine, St. Vincent's Daddy's Home. Coming in at number eight is controversial figure, Little Nas X. But, this album was really good from a pop rap standpoint. Montero, it's called, had two of the best singles of the year, Industry Baby and Montero, Call Me By Your Name. And then you had a lot of other good pop rap cuts on here. Pretty introspective songs, too, like Sun Comes Down. Uh, a banger, I thought, in the song Scoop with Doja Cat. But Lil Nas X, you know, you thought he'd just be the one-hit wonder with Old Town Road, and but he's kept it going, and this album was really good. Really good jams, really good. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I think he, I think he has staying power, and you know, I love the trollness in him too. I just kind of like that he can push buttons a little bit, but it works. He knows how to promote, and this album was pretty solid. Listen, coming in at number eight, Little Nas X Montero. Coming in at number seven here is Miss Billie Eilish with Happier Than Ever. Now. Her last album, very good. This one, very good. Um, themes, very good. The singing, very good. Lyrics, very good. Her and her brother have very good chemistry. And a lot of just good songs on this. Again, happier than ever, the, the actual title track, 
the I put it in my best songs too. And the radio version, it doesn't do its justice to how good that song is. Oxytocin is such a good song. Um, I didn't change my number is really good. Billy Bossa Nova, you got like that fifties like kind of Italian feel, like a Bossa Nova beat, but really good. She's so talented. Again, she's just very talented. Her and her brother are very good together. So keep that dynamic going. And I, 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 uh, I wish to hear more better music going forward because the first two albums have been great from her. Coming in number seven, Billie Eilish is happier than ever. And number six, <clears throat> we got J. Cole with the offseason. J. Cole sounded hungrier, and he finally had features on this. There's been obviously that trope, oh, J. Cole doesn't do features, you know, fuck feature culture. Sometimes you need it, man, and this was good. This was a, like, 95 South is a perfect opening track. Um, Pride is the Devil, a Little Baby was really good. Um, My Life with 21 Savage, really good. Kind of reminded me of a lot on 21 Savage's album in terms of production and just, like, how they're rapping but really good j cole came hungry on this the off season it's called i'm so glad that you know he is still still j cole one of the best rappers of our generation bar none j cole coming in at number six with the off season now we reach the top five here and number five comes in with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac, also known as Silk Sonic, an evening with Silk Sonic. And what more else can I say about this album other than it's a throwback to the 70s, all that funk music, and it so flows well. Their chemistry is so good. Every song on here, really good. 777, you've heard probably on that new iPod commercial. It's so good. And then Smoking Out the Window, one of the best songs. Leave the Door Open, too. Such a good song. Skate. I can go on and on about this album. It's just so freaking smooth. Thank, like, just a nice little throwback. So smooth. There's nothing, there's no other good things I could say about this album other than it's smooth. The chemistry is perfect, and the songs are really good. Thundercat makes an appearance, and Thundercat is great. So this, perfect. It was a great album. Coming in number five, Silk Sonics, and Evening with Silk Sonic. And number four comes Kanye West's Donda. Now, you know, Kanye West, there's no introduction for Mr. Kanye, or Ye now. Obviously, he changed his name, but I'm not, I'm not going to go by that. But <clears throat> Donda had an unconventional release, just like Life of Pablo, and Life of Pablo ended up being one of his better albums in the later years. Jesus is King, I thought he flopped on. Yay, I don't think was a good album. But Donda was great. If you can get past the long track list, and then especially with the deluxe one, which is over two hours long, but you got Life of the Party on there with Andre 3000, which is incredible. Off the Grid, easily one of the best songs of the year. Jail, whatever version you liked with the baby, Marilyn Manson, the controversy on that, or the Jay-Z one, just hearing Kanye and Jay-Z back together. Jonah is a beautiful track. Moon, beautiful. Remote Control was pretty, I can go on and on. 
just uh, Kanye knows what he's doing. You know, the unconventional album rollouts, I think, work in his favor. And the music is so, like, even the production just so good. I wish it had curses. I know Kanye's not about the curses anymore. But I wish it, it just would have flowed the record better, too. But overall, just a perfect, like, just a perfect sounding album. And I think we're going to appreciate it more as the years go on. Just because that's how I think Yeezus was. People didn't like Yeezus. But now it's like, now I feel like it's more appreciable. You know, you can appreciate Yeezus in terms of the production and stuff. And, like, Kanye is just always ahead of the game. And Donda was no different. If you can get past the long album time, it's worth it, especially if you're a big Kanye fan. Man Means No Introduction, perfect. Donda coming in number four. Number three is Tyler, the Creator, with Call Me If You Get Lost. Love this. And even the DJ drama being throughout it, I thought added such a great thing to it because if you love that old mixtape hip-hop you know holiday season you know or not not holiday season like you know how dj drama was he's got his whole tags and everything god i feel can't believe i screwed that up but yeah it's you know tyler back to rapping on it really smooth he's got the whole theme going on like the switzerland thing like all the like the promos leading up to it. Lumberjack was perfect first single. Such a hard-hitting beat, and then Tyler on point. Like, this is the Tyler creator that I missed. And he's just been getting better and better with every release since, God, maybe like 2016. He's been on a trajectory of just stay, well, staying power, you know, like the, the Out of Future stuff, like the shock. The shock rap and shit with them was good, and it's still good to me. Got a nostalgic feel now because we're getting older and everything, but it's still so good. So Tyler, the creator, really did well. Him and DJ Drama, the features were great. Um, Lemonhead with 42 Doug. NBA Youngboy was great on this with What's Your Name? Um, Lil Wayne, really good on here. Just, you know... Not enough things, again, that I could say bad about this record. Tyler, the creator, came with it. He knows how to put out good music right now, and I'm so glad that he came back out with a rap album, one of the best rap albums of the year, with Call Me If You Get Lost coming in at number three. And we're at number two. And this goes to Miss Olivia Rodrigo with Sour. This is a perfect pop album, and it's her debut album. Brutal. It starts off with the song Brutal. Loved it. Good for you. Best song of the year. Um, I mean, I could do it out driver's license, but only just, I think the radio killed it. But in terms of the future of pop, Livia Rodrigo has staying power, and this album was really good. Really good. Like, Good For You just captured a lot of people's attention as a driver's license did it, but Good For You was really good. <laughs> no pun intended. But Olivia Rodrigo, solid. Very good songwriter, too. A lot of good songwriting on this. And for a pop album, you know, can be derivative. 
but not this one. I thought this album was solid from top to back. And, you know, for an 18 years old and this talent, man, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be good for her future. She's going to have staying power. Number two, Olivia Rodrigo's sour. Now we're at the number one album of the year. Now this will maybe shock some people, but I thought this album was perfect. Perfect. And that is Nas's King Disease 2. Him and Hit Boy, I've said it countless times on this. Production and chemistry is perfect between these two. And King's Disease was good, but King's Disease 2 takes it to a whole other level. I mean it, a whole other level. Like, starting off with pressure, you know... Him saying that, you know, basically he wants to inspire more. Like the, and then, you know, you have your little Don Tolliver in the beginning. He's not credited, but you hear, and Don Tolliver is so smooth. And then the next track is Death Row East, which is one of the best songs of the year with the story of how Death Row could have done an East Coast thing and then the East Coast, West Coast rap beef of the 90s. Who knows what could have happened? And then you have just. Really good songs like Store Run, 40 Side, YKTV, uh, EPMD2. Nas and Eminem finally collaborated, and it was did not disappoint. Even with EPMD, perfect. And then Lauren Hill with a really good verse, bringing back to If I Ruled the World vibes, but this time Lauren Hill rapping, and it's a really good verse hit boy again with the productions like even on the song rare it starts off so rich and then the beat switch with like a little boom bap ish like it ah, to me this was just the perfect Nas is on something different now he really is like the last two albums this and king's disease too he's hungry i'm so glad him and hit boy linked up because it's putting out really good fucking music Really good hip-hop. Nas is one of the best to ever do it, in my opinion. And he was lost for a little bit. You know, the one with Kanye wasn't as good as I thought it'd be. Had a couple of moments, but just, I don't know. I mean, he sounds good on Kanye beats. But as a whole album, I didn't enjoy it. But these last two, especially this one, absolutely perfect from head to toe. Nas on point with his pen game. Again, the features, Lauren Hill, Eminem, YG, A Boogie. Like, it goes on and on. Like, he's picking it perfect. He's on a different level right now. The man's almost 50, and he's putting out really good, some of the best music he's put out in years. And I have Hit Boy to really thank for that. He's, he's on top of his game. His year was even better, too. Him and Nas just had a great year, and they, in my opinion, put out the best album of 2021 with King's Disease 2. And it's so hyperbole for me. It was, I loved it. I love this album so much, and I'm going to keep listening to it for years to come. And that is my best albums of 2021. I hope you guys enjoyed my music list. More is going to be coming in the year 2022. I hope you all have a happy 
safe holiday season and a happy new year. Keep on listening, everybody, and have a good one.